If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the sometimes a bit sweary podcast for all of us ladies on the cusp of midlife who can remember the lyrics to our favourite song in senior school but can't remember why we walked into the kitchen. I'm Sarah Kaywood, former telebird from the 90s and noughties and currently mumming, crafting and voiceovering with varying degrees of success. And my esteemed co-presenter is Louise Mitchell, former marketing badass and currently practising as a hypnotherapist. OK, Lou, first question is for you. Let's get this show on the road. Can you please hypnotise all my hormones back? Yeah, that would be that would be nice. And I would obviously make lots of cash out of that if I could manage it. Um, Wouldn't you? So here we are. This is it. This is this is our podcast. We finally are we giving here. birth. We've, it's, been a, it's been a while in the making, hasn't it? It has. It's been delayed. It was delayed by, I don't know, some global pandemic that annoyed us. Yeah, we're not going to focus on yeah, that. We're the not. C word. We're, not, we're avoiding the C word. <laughs> what, Christmas? <laughs> yeah, it's that coming. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are we about, Lou? What are we here for? We are here to shine a light on the menopause, hormones, the, the stages in our life that we're at, the fact that we both feel... A little bit invisible, a little bit yeah. like life has, it's all just gone a bit quiet. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's funny because obviously you and I chat a lot and we've, um, you know, we've we've done a pilot over regular bitches and we've talked with our producers and, you know, as I said, it's been, it's been a few months in the making. But the one thing that we kind of realised re- very recently is we set out to do a, a podcast around the perimenopause and the menopause and actually we have decided that it's much more than that, isn't mm. it? It is about, it's for women of a certain age. It's so most people that will listen hopefully will identify with us. I'm 48, you're 50. Yep. She's 50 this year. Yeah, just turned 50. Socially distanced festival in, a, yeah. in an allotment. Very small gathering. I know. <laughs> Next year, love. Next year. There's always 2021. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's just about, it's just about hormones and how, women are enslaved to them essentially for their whole life aren't they I said to mum the other day I said you start with puberty and they're bonkers and you're slamming doors and being a moody teenager and you know obviously I'm generalising here and acne and Mm. all of that sort of stuff happens that's all hormones and then you get into sort of your 20s and you're ruled by them when it comes to dating those mid-cycle hormones that mean that you will shag the most unsuitable men in the room speak for yourself Sarah (laughs) oh yeah right I bet you shag some unsuitable men we all have everyone has and then you get to the baby making 
hormones and all of yeah. those and the postnatal depression that can blight a lot of people and being hormonal when you're pregnant. And then you get to the perimenopause and the menopause. That's a whole lifetime of hormones. Yeah, it's, it's basically never ending. And we noticed that people talk about PMT fairly openly now, but the perimenopause and the menopause wasn't spoken about. Now, it is it is improving. We You can see there are various podcasts out there. But one of the reasons for us starting our Irregular Bitches podcast was because we found that we learned more from talking to our friends in a relaxed Environment, mm-hmm. So for me, it was book club um, or down the pub than we did anywhere else because I didn't really particularly want to watch a TV programme about it or read a book about it. I just wanted to chat with my mates. Well, that's how you and I originally got together, isn't it? Lou we and I did. are actually sort of what you would call new friends, aren't we? Yep. We've only known each other for a couple of years. Yep. But it was bonding over this sort of perimenopausal time that we're in and how bonkers it was and how best to navigate our way through it that and made just us talk deci- about it. Yeah, that just made us decide to each other didn't we about it and how it was making us feel and you know this was this was a while back and there really wasn't anything else that was out there and we've listened to a couple of podcasts between us haven't we and they haven't hit the mark with us what do we go on sarah do it lay it on them they're a bit dry sorry (laughs) it's true it didn't take us long how long did that take five minutes (laughs) we start discussing dryness (laughs) (laughs) oh it's all hot flushes and the dry fannies it's not and i'll come on to that later that was a friend of mine that said that i was cross with her it's not something that you necessarily have to complain about but if we can just talk about it and just make it a little bit more understood at home in the workplace with your partners with your boss yeah let's make it less dry more moist Yes, let's bring the moistness into your 50s yeah, and 40s. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> so, but we are going to, the, the, obviously, because this is where Laura and I are at at the moment, we are perimenopausal, we still have our periods, but something has gone dreadfully, dreadfully wrong somewhere along the line. And Louise is very well read. She got, what did she get in biology? I got a C in she biology, got a C in Sarah. biology. A, a biology O-level as well, so yeah, that, oh, that dates me. You really me. are showing your age. Yes. Um, but... The one thing is she's very erudite and wise, my friend Lou. And so I put to you, Louise, because you'll know, what the fuck is going on with my hormones? Irregular. Bitches. So I've had a Google, Sarah. Oh, don't I googled Google. on WebMD. Mm-hmm. And the main focus for what is going on when you hit perimenopause is the fact that you start to make less and less oestrogen. So what you will find is that your oestrogen levels go up and down. Uh And so one day they could be in the normal bracket and then another day they could have sunk through the floor and you would be feeling hormonal. So is oestrogen responsible for levelling your moods or is it responsible for... It's the female sex hormone. But is it also... So we know that obviously your sex sex drive dries up to a certain extent. Mm. But is it... Is oestrogen happy making? No, I don't think it comes into that category. I think it's more to do with the the biology of, you know, getting your uterus ready and releasing an egg. Right. I'm I'm, I'm way off here. Because I'll tell you for why I say that. Um, Catelyn Moran, mm. who is amazing, mm. who I absolutely love, and um, back in when we used to hang with the run with the same crowd in the nineties, she wrote a fantastic column for the Times recently, where she talked about estrogen levels dropping, mm. and uh, and how. They bathe you, basically, in serenity and contentedness and happiness. I can't recommend it highly enough. Dig out, it, get on the internet, guys. You might have to get through the Times paywall, uh, but it will be worth it because it was a really long article. And then she went into how when those hormones, when oestrogen starts going away, how essentially it just makes middle-aged women 
grumpy and 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 then we have that reputation for being grumpy and mm. it resonated I kept seeing it being shared on my timeline and I think it resonated with so many women so I think estrogen it must be caught up in your well-being somehow as well mm. and obviously yeah because we all know what we're like when like if somebody says oh, I'm a bit hormonal today, that basically is them saying I'm grumpy, tearful, and pissed yeah, off. Yeah, and I think that's that's when the happy hormones come in because that's when you want to be increasing your serotonin levels. Yeah. So that's when exercising more and getting out and about in nature more comes into it. So mm. it's more offsetting. So if your estrogen levels are low, you you're potentially feeling you know grumpy or whatever else which isn't always the case but that's when you do get outside and you do exercise a little bit more and it doesn't have but to be massively physical that's when you don't want to do it Lou that's that, when you don't want to do it that's when looking after yourself comes into it and taking time for yourself and saying do you know what I really can't be asked, but I am gonna you know go for a run or walk the dogs or just finding yeah. something fun I wish you lived near me. I know. Because I come and knock on your door and say, make me do, make me come out for a walk. I, I want to stay under the duvet. It's a shame. I'm, I'm constantly looking for dance classes to go to because, <gasps> I mean, obviously yes. I can bust moves, obviously, but I'd like it to be, you know, more of a, you know, fat burning, exercising yeah. kind of way. But I've never, I've never managed it um, yet. Do you want to hear something really, really sad? Oh, I realised a couple of weeks ago. And it was, well, it, it was pointed out by both my children mm. that, I mean, I was a dancer, Lou, and I could slap dancer. drop with the best oh. of them. And I, my Britney moves were off the scale. You know, <laughs> I have pulled men by doing a shimmy that they have watched on the dance floor. They're like, I have to have that woman. Long time ago. <laughs> However, around the age of 43, 44, I'm still busting exactly the same moves. Mm-hmm. I am still the same person. You can't do it anymore. No. It becomes mum dancing overnight. I can't even begin to dress this up. I know lots of people will be going, that's not true. I still look well sexy on the dance floor. I'm telling you, you don't. This is not an Arctic Monkeys song. You do not look good but, on the dance floor anymore when you're in your 40s. But I don't care now. I don't care what I look like on the dance floor. <gasps> I don't. I do. I'm so happy to literally freestyle my way. I go to festivals. I love going to festivals. I will freestyle my way around an entire festival, really not caring what my moves look like because I don't really care what people think anymore. I know. Oh, I care what my son and daughter think and they both told oh, me no. I'm not allowed to dance anymore. Oh, no, you you literally, you have to go over that because that's now going to last yeah. until they get to about 16, 17. Well, just to, to give you some idea of where Lou and I are at with children, I have two, six and eight and Lou has two... 14 and 17. Mm. So the 14-year-old is still, you know, fairly eye-rolly, not too bad. The 17-year-old completely embraces me now and, and actually, you know, takes on some of my my rather quirky mannerisms as well. <laughs> we digress, which will happen a lot and we're going to embrace that. Yeah. But getting back to the point, your oestrogen levels are down, going up, yeah, are yeah. up and down. Yeah. What? So what else happens? What else is going on? In Because you and I... Would you this want to list? Well, yeah. Well, this is what I was just going to say. Most people think I'm going through the menopause when your estrogen levels start fluctuating. You're not. The menopause is when you haven't had a period for a year. One whole year. Right. And the average age of that is 51. And that's now, and that's when it's done. That's when you haven't had... So so starting, say, from your 50th birthday to the, your 51st, you'd have to ha- have not had a period for a yeah. whole year mm-hmm. to then say that you were in menopause. Yeah. And perimenopause can last up to four years. 
Yeah. And I think I think I'm slightly behind on everything. I think I started to notice um, night sweats and that sort of thing at about 48. Mm. So I started to do various things, take supplements, which we'll get into. Yeah. We'll get a guest in that we can go through all of that. But that is at 48 that I started to think, oh, Yeah, and I was early because um, my dad's a retired surgeon and, and apparently this is the medical truth, that the later you start your periods, the earlier you'll finish them. And I didn't start till I was about 15 and a half. Okay. So so apparently so. I don't. I mean, don't quote me on that. So say that again. So the earlier, so the you, earlier start you start, no, the later you start your periods. Yes, Sorry, so did I say that? The later you. you start your periods, the earlier you finish them. So I started going through perimenopause. I'm 48, probably about two or three years ago, which would be considered, I guess, youngish. So that Maybe means even longer than that. That means if you start your periods really early, because I remember there was a girl in my class who had to have her chair removed uh. from the classroom in primary school, so less than oh, eleven. Bless her. And we never knew why her. I'm not going to say her name, although I can remember it. Why has her chair been removed? And of course, now you can put two and two together and work out what yeah, had happened. So to the poor child. she would then she would go through the menopause so later. So she would go through it later. So so you draw the short straw. If you start earlier, you're drawing the short yeah. straw and having your periods you for, for much longer. longer. I don't know why that is, and maybe it's wrong. It depends on your perspective as well, I suppose, because yeah. some people would say having your periods later means, you know, you've held on to your female sex hormones for longer, haven't you? So starting them later. Starting them earlier and finishing them later. Yes, you've yeah, yeah, had, yeah, You've had a longer chunk yeah, yeah. of time with, uh, with your oestrogen yeah. levels. Yeah, so I think I'm a bit behind. I think I will probably... My periods have started to... Uh, shorten and lengthen. So I will go from 24-hour cycle, 24-hour, I wish, 24-day <laughs> <laughs> cycle to about 29, 30-day cycle. So, uh, yeah. I'm, Guess I'm, what? Go on. So the podcast called Irregular Bitches, yes. yeah? I, I, I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. I'm a phony. You I was lied. 28 days on the nail this month. That's unusual. I was going to say this month. This month. Okay, it's usually right. like either 21 days or 38 days or whatever. I was like, literally, it, my my cycle must have known that I was coming in and just decided to have some fun with me. But I find just even tracking how long my cycle is now vaguely irritating because I never used to have to do that because I was 28 days on the dot. Yeah, you with flow. That's no. mine. That's my period track. No, flow. I She's just great. put a P. I just put a capital P on oh, the really? day. Oh, really? Oh, no. I've got, I've, got a, I've, got, I've got an app. There's an oh, app for there's that. there's always an app. There's an app. Anyway, <laughs> lists. We love lists. We love a list. Okay. Right, what's, so you're going to give me a list of all the things that... that Signs y- of perimenopause. Absolutely. That are probably confusing the fuck out of loads of women in their 40s right now, or late 30s even. Well, and it takes a while for you to sort of put two and two together. So yeah. the first one on my list, not necessarily the first yeah, sign in no you would particular order. So in yeah. no particular order, is hot flushes. Right. And I don't think I'm particularly having hot flushes because no, I've I seen don't. friends have them and, and they literally like wafting and, and then wafting their faces and then going outside. Yeah, my, and I haven't my, seen you. My sister-in-law is really, really struggling with them. And how old is she? She is miserable. Uh, same age as me, maybe a year older. Okay. I think, so 48, 49. She's really struggling with them. And I haven't, but I wonder... And again, I am no medical expert. I don't know whether... I've never been a particularly sweaty person. When I was Mm. at the Royal Ballet School, I used to get in trouble for not sweating in ballet class. Like Svelli, our teacher used to come up and go, start sweating, you're not working. So, yeah, so I'm not particularly... Which is great. You know, I I merely glow. (laughs) Well, I Um, don't glow at night. Do you not? Do you have the night sweats? Horrendous, yeah. I mean, Duncan, when they first started, was like, why have you gone and had a shower and got back into bed without drying yourself? He genuinely thought you were yes. just 
wet, yes. you were wet yes. through. Yes, that's, that's how much sweat is involved. It's revolting and requires many, many sheet changes, which... I, and I'm constantly you know, turning my pillow. You know my when head I got gets those? Hot. I got those after I gave birth. There you go. Nobody, nobody tells you that nope. that's going to happen when you... The, I guess all the, all the birth hormones tank for some mm. reason. And... Nobody, no, no midwife. Yeah. And I remember waking up when Hunter was a few days old, drenched. Yeah. And it happened like three times in one night and literally dread. Like, and go. Andy was was a bit confused as well. Mm. He's like, why are you standing up in the night? I was like, I'm so soaked through. I've got to change my pyjamas. Yeah. And then that happened for probably about a month and then stopped and never came back. And I haven't returned there yet. But who's to say that it's not round the corner? Or or not at all. It might, it might not, I, not be I, your yeah, thing, but I it is definitely mine. I and I'm constantly mind. switching the pillow over. For it's a cold, the boobs, isn't a it? cold side. It's lifting the boobs up to wipe. <laughs> so we could put. Maybe we should go on Dragon's Den and like, like have to little mini towelettes that you can put under your boobies. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, attractive as well. <laughs> well, what about Sexy. all these teenagers that wear these? What do they do? They squash their, those crop tops against oh. their their underboob. That's what it's called. Yes, they do. Their the bikini underboob. tops. Yes, very weird. My daughter is not allowed under boobs. No, because no. it looks fucking stupid, no. Louise. That's why. No. Um, well, speaking of boobs, breast tenderness is yeah. another one. Absolutely. Dude, yeah. When I was premenstrual and yeah. now, it, so then it went away again during the childbearing years. Mm. And now it's back. I have to cut, hold my boob. I'm holding them now. I'm sorry that you're not enjoying this because it's a podcast. <laughs> I'm really Can you enjoying hear that? it. <laughs> that's me holding my boobs. Yeah, but that's how I knew I, I was down, When I run down the stairs. Yes, me too. Yeah. Breast tenderness is a is a massive one. I I have been known to um, take my bra off at five o'clock in the afternoon because do you I leave it that long? Well, I do because I know I'm not going out again. <laughs> I'm not going out again. It's five o'clock, and so I will take my bra off, and it it hurts when I take my bra off because my boobs drop. Oh, baby! <laughs> and I have to hold them back. I have to hold them back up because they're so painful. Yeah, it's I not good. would love to not have to wear a bra, but one boob. I only worked. Only one boob worked in breastfeeding. I didn't do it for that long. I tried everything. I really did give it my best shot, but only only my right one worked because I had my left nipple pierced in the nineties, as oh, you okay. did me and Gail Porter, and uh, and so I At think the they mulled a milk duct. You went together? No, we didn't go together, okay. but we did compare. She had a bolt. I had a ring. Oh, okay. I think we probably compared in a. Night, nightclub toilet somewhere. Yeah, oh, yeah, look, yeah. At, oh, look at yours. Show yeah. me yours. You show you mine. Yeah. Get your um, boobs out and the so this loop. one worked. The right one. So I fed Autumn quite successfully for a few weeks with that one, and then it started to look a bit lopsided, and I oh. got vanity. I got all vain, and I got the fear, and I stopped. And now yeah. there's two pencils under the right one, and one pencil under the left. Uh. Right, what's next on the list? Next on the list, decrease in sex drive. Well, yeah, I've got a theory about this. Go um, on. I think this is without perimenopause or hormones in general, but I think the longer that women go without sex, the less they want it. Right. And the longer that men go without sex, the more they want it. And therein is a massive problem between the sexes when Mm. it comes to having a successful sex life. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I very rarely initiate it Mm. and... And Andy's wonderful. He would, you know, he'd have. I think most men, by and large, would have sex every day if they could. Yeah. Eat whatever age they are. It's not that I don't fancy him, because I do. Mm. It's just. Just not in the mood. Just not in the mood. Are you in the mood at certain points in your cycle? Because I definitely am. Mm, I used to be. In fact, it's funny because I haven't actually had to think about this. It's funny how when you sit and talk about your hormones, you sort of track back and I until quite recently mid-cycle obviously day 14 mm. when you're fertile mm. but that's going that's is it that's definitely going and also uh, we don't use any birth control 
right for months and months and months and i know i won't get pregnant now it's yeah. it's it's happening yeah no good eggs left no i'll probably get told off by loads of people going but you still should be using it probably gps getting in touch being really cross with me yeah probably okay next one on my list is fatigue yeah i is that's that's not just a mum midlife thing no. maybe Maybe, but I can't blame. I haven't got small children. I've got teenagers who, you know, basically don't want to hang out with me. So I don't have the whole looking after children fatigue. But I definitely, I th- maybe I'm Mediterranean because I definitely would live in a world where you could have a siesta after lunch every day. Well, I think because that's I'm how shot to bits. Yeah. Well, I think that I d- I get that, and I think that we are. We should have the siesta. Mm. And I think we should much more, in a quite a pagan way, we should be much more in tune with the sun and the moon mm. and that, you know, your melatonin levels rise when the sun goes down mm. and they try and get you to be sleepy. And and in the summer, if you've got, you're having longer days, you definitely need a nap. And in the winter, mm. you need a nap because it's getting dark. And mm. yeah, I just need to recharge. I need to recharge my batteries. But it's not that I'm tired. I could literally switch off the switch. And sleep for, you know, however really? long I could get away with. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a power nap. It's a, I am exhausted. You see, mine is a different sort of fatigue. Mine is, God, I don't want to depress anyone. I feel very well. And obviously, you know, we're living in the world of the virus now. And I feel very weary almost 100% of the time. Oh. I don't, you know, I have I do have bouncy days. But, yeah. but, but then we've had a lot going on. And like, it's we been all, a bit odd. Yeah, and I and I'm I've been doing more. I've been working harder than I have in years. Mm. The kids are at particularly trying stages. They've been at home for six months, um, and yeah. yeah, pandemic. And oh, and we're getting an extension done, which is a that's a hell of a lot on your it's plate. It's a first world problem if ever there was one. But yeah, yeah, so but so I just assumed that that was life. But I wonder if actually is some hormone weariness in there as well, mixed in the it's in the mix. And that's the thing, none of us actually know. Yeah. We don't know what's us. We don't know what's hormones. We don't know what's us just feeling not great. I go or to bed like being a bitch. At bedtime, when they start kicking off, Autumn hates going to bed. She's just a little party animal. I fear for her. She's going to be the clubber. <laughs> but, um, you know, about 8.30, especially now their bedtimes have got later and later because of uh, lockdown and then summer holidays and, you know, the sun being up till late and what have you. And, you know, at half past nine, I'm tearing my hair out. I'm saying mm. to her, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. And she's still, you know, up trotting about. up and down the corridors. Of the, yeah, it's so annoying. Well, and that ties into mood swings as well, I, I think, because that's the bit that where I think going back to work having people understand that you can walk in one day and literally want to kill everyone. Sarah, am I right? You can walk Absol- into work. Yeah. And I know we're not working necessarily. I, I, in my past, I've walked. I've worked in offices. So I would walk in and I knew I was hormonal, not perimenopausal, but hormonal, because some days I would literally want to kill everybody. Feel psychopathic. I know exactly what you mean. And I think that, well... I'm sure it happened even recently where mm. um, I was a bit grumpy or something and somebody's like, oh, what's wrong with you? You're on your period. Men, obviously, oh, man. Oh, I want to thump people that say that. But every woman in a working environment would be quite within their rights to turn around and go, yes, it probably is something to do with my hormones and you'd be better off just leave me the fuck alone today. Do you know, I wouldn't mind that if it wasn't said in a derogatory fashion. So yeah. if somebody actually said... Uh, you know, uh, are you feeling hormonal? Mm-hmm. And so then you were able to be, you know, positively say whether or not you felt that you yeah. were. But it's not, it's, oh, you're on your period. You know, like, 
there's something wrong with you and you're being moody. I think we forget that everyone in the world, even the queens had periods. Exactly. People forget that. Queen went through the menopause. Yeah. Oh, and so did Jennifer Aniston. You know, when people say, oh, it's all dried up fannies and hot flushes and that makes me really cross. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this because... Because it's not. Everybody's like, oh, it's not sexy, is it? And it's like, I can be sexy. (laughs) I can be sexy. Honestly, I know they're a bit wonky, but my tits are fantastic. (laughs) I'm all right with My ex-boyfriend used to say they sit up and beg for buttermilk. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I refuse for for society Mm -hmm. to decide, because I'm in my late 40s, that I am no longer vibrant, sexy, brilliant, sassy, fabulous woman. I agree. And there may be days where you don't feel like it, but there will still be days where you do. And that's what we need to embrace, I think. Yeah. Feeling how you're feeling and everyone just being okay about it. Yeah, absolutely. Although there's nothing that... And I am going to have a pop at him now. And I know we'll listen to this, but there's nothing I hate more than when I tell Andy on a bad day that I'm... If he's like, you're really grumpy today. And I go, I think I'm a bit hormonal. And he goes, I wish I had that excuse. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't because I don't abuse him. Can't condone slapping people. I realise that. But but, but it really... Winds me up. I mean, quite possibly, and we will cover the menopause in another episode of the regular pictures. Yeah, it does happen. Men's hormones, also their testosterone levels tank when they're. But Andy's ten years younger than me, so probably not quite there yet. And he still wants to have sex with me every night. So you know. Yeah. Does that sound really arrogant? We are married, so he is meant to be able. Yeah. He's meant. That's meant Meant to to want to do that. Meant to want to do that. (laughs) It's not like me going get me. Yeah. I'm fucking sexy. (laughs) What else is on this bloody list? Oh, um, the one that I like saying the best. What's that? Vaginal dryness. <laughs> Vaginal dryness. I think you should do like a KY jelly advert on the telly. I think it should be one of our sponsors. <gasps> they yeah. so should. I've got, a, you... I've got a bit of a list in my head, actually, of who I think our sponsors could be. Um, panty liners. Panty, which ones? We like I like saying that. We I like saying panty liners. Panty liners, yeah, because yeah. I, I I use, it's only Louise now that has got me saying panty liners like a normal person. So I used to go panty liners. Yeah, I used to whisper it. Yeah, like it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. It is funny, isn't it? Panty liners. It's like gusset. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love the word gusset. Gusset. Yeah, panty liners. I like the carefree ones that smell nice. Have you got the little, they're individually wrapped? Have Sorry, you but that? Sarah has just mimed <laughs> smelling, smelling a panty liner, which frankly, nobody else needs to see ever again. But I do, you know they have a hole in the box. I'm in savers, like picking them up and smelling the box. Like, do you remember the, I'm showing my age again, but the strawberry shortcake thing, so you could sn- scratch, scratch and sniff, sniff all the stickers. That's what it looked yeah, like you were yeah. just doing. Um, Sorry about that. Vaginal dryness. Vaginal dryness, KY jelly. I think that should be one of our yeah, sponsors. Yeah, I'm quite lucky I'm not there yet, but again, it will happen. No. My my mum has said that, that that can be a problem. Oh, but so. you can't believe you mentioned that. Yeah. She won't oh, care. Poor mum. No, well, she's, in, she's in her 70s. <laughs> she looks banging, by the way. But because we taught me and my mum, mm-hmm. and she's. That's good. I think we were talking about sex, and she said that it can become a problem. Yeah. So it's, yeah, but that's where I don't think you have to be icky about the lubricants. I think you just have to get involved. I think so. Yeah, I just worry about the sheets. Oh, we'll be constantly washing the sheets. But I'm constantly washing the sheets anyway because of my night sweats. Because so your night sweats, just yeah. Just add a bit of KY jelly when the time comes. Yeah. I'm not I'm not fussy. Yeah. Any more on that fucking list? That's Well, I've got a new one to throw in oh, that really? wasn't in WebMD. This is the um, Louise Mitchell yeah. personal experience, but actually it's been mentioned in my book club as well, so I'm going with it. Sticky, itchy ears. What? Yes. You nutter. 
Yes. Sticky, and I'm not itchy. the only person. Fuck off. I'm not the only person. And do you know what I have to do now, Did Sarah? you Google it? No, because this is just my personal one. Um, <laughs> I, my friend in book club has said it. Our mutual great friend has said it. I now have to put, and I know you're not supposed to put them in your ears. I'm no, anything smaller than your elbow. Yes, I, when I put my elbow in my ear to <laughs> have a really good old brogle around, I have to do that in the middle of the night now. So I'm night sweating. I'm brogling around with my sticky itchy brogling. ears. Let's stop right there. Brogling. I've never heard such a satisfying word to say. What does it mean? Is it a word? I don't know. It's, I'm going to Google it now. You'll hear all sorts of words like that from me. I'm Googling it now. Brogling. I'm putting Brogling that. about. So you'd brogle about in like a, a free, like a, you know, get things cheap in the supermarket bin. I think I ticked about, how many was on that list apart from the bloody brogling around in your brogling sticky, in your ears. itchy ears? Um, so there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Oh, trouble sleeping, I didn't mention. Oh, Eight. I definitely have that. Yeah. I'm ticking that box. How are you going to tick that box, Sarah? I'm going to go... Tick, 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 the box, tick the box, tick the box. Irregular. Bitches. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So when we first started talking about how we were feeling, you mm. said something that made me really sad. Can you remember what it was? How you about how you were feeling in oh, that moment? No, and I still feel like that. That's why I put so much makeup on today and tried to make. I I hope that I don't become that woman that has too much work done. But I I am fighting the aging process a bit. I am not a stranger to a bit of Botox, although trying to get a bloody appointment at the moment is proving like trying to get blood out of stone. <laughs> um, but I feel invisible. Hate that. I know. I really do. I like. I, and I think we just we've discussed this in the past, where I said to you, I know it's not very PC, but mm. I'd love it if so. If I got wolf whistled when I walk past a building site, it would make me so happy. And I think that's really honest. And I think mm. a lot of people would feel the same. And I remember I too have been wolf whistled, and I remember my reaction very much being. Oh God, I've been wolf whistled. And inside, I'm going, oh my God, I've been wolf whistled. And that's the honest truth, isn't it? Yeah. That you do get some level of uh, self-esteem yeah. from people recognising that you are attractive. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I've had loads of operations on my tummy as well. And I had two C-sections with the kids and... And I marvel on Instagram. I look at women my age and mm. a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends are a, few, a good few years younger than me, but not, you know, only 
perhaps the most like 10 years, which isn't very much really, is it? These Mm. days, not, you know, you have friends of all different ages. And I just look at their bodies and I just feel really depressed about the state of mine. And what did your son say to you? Oh, yeah. I, I was telling Lou before we started recording <laughs> that, you know, autumn gives me this side kind of sideways look when I'm naked and I think I gross her out a bit. And actually, can somebody please tell me whether that's... Is that something that little girls do? Because uh, Lola's 17, so Lou, Lou says she doesn't think she did, but she might, might not she be might able to... Done. She oh, might have done. She might have been a very good actress. Know, you might not have noticed. <laughs> and, um, and I say to her, I know that mummy's body is, you know, perhaps not as lovely as some of the bodies you might see on your YouTube videos. I said, but I had two children and I had a life-saving operation and I had a bowel resection that nearly killed me and and those scars are are survival scars and that's what Hunter always says to me. Always goes, yeah, but mummy, you survived. Now your love scars from God having God love us. that boy. He's a good, he's a good kid, bless him. <laughs> but yeah, I do feel a bit like, I mean, maybe it's a lot of it's perhaps tied up in the fact that you know, TV couldn't drop me quick enough when I hit midlife. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and like... we need, we, that that needs to be addressed, right? And I think it is being. I think oh, that, it really is that there are you know yeah. various actresses out there who mm. are Reese Witherspoon for one, doing amazing work. Yeah, um, you know, ensuring that women of our sort of age are working in the media. But yeah, it's it's not as easy as it once was is it fair to say yeah no absolutely not I mean you know and I do it's funny now it's such a famous saying <laughs> I now I'm that woman that goes ah oh, youth is wasted on the young mm. it really is they don't know their asses from their elbows I thought, honestly and I know this is just such a cliche but if I could put my 48 year old brain inside my 25 year old oh. body I would have owned the world for starters I would not have spent my time feeling like I was fat I wouldn't have taken any shit from any of the fucking men that I was wasting my time with. Not that any of them would be listening, but, you know, take that, kids. So, yes, I do feel a bit invisible, but I feel okay today, despite the fact I've got a mild hangover. I I feel better. I, f- I do wear makeup every day now, though, which I didn't mm, used to. I and do. I do, like, we had a few drinks with my family last night and I woke up this morning and I look terrible. Like you can't, you mm. just can't bounce back. Your skin just, there's no elasticity in it, mm. isn't it? It's all, that, all the collagen's leaving it and it's so frustrating. Well, as you know, Sarah, because you can see me, but since lockdown, I have been embracing the grey. I love it. But so, I, we all told you to do that because obviously we none of us could get our hair me. done. Yeah. And Lou and I were talking on Zooms a lot um, through lockdown and mm. her grey roots were coming through and they were really quite different from mm. the colour you dye your hair, weren't they? Mm. And I was like, I love it. They're pro- yeah. sil- you're a silver fox. Fo- Thanks. Silver foxy lady. At the front. Not so much at the back, but I can't see that. So let's not worry no, about it looks what's going on at the back. She's done a great job. She's done it, Emily. She's yeah. done a great job on my yeah. hair. But yeah, no, so that's that's one of the things that means that I do have to wear more makeup now. Mm. Uh, yeah, just more colour, more colour on my cheeks, more colour yeah. on my lips, because otherwise I feel like it ages me. Yeah. And it doesn't if I make a bit more of an effort with sticking yeah. some, some more colour. You know what it, the invisible thing is, sort of just sitting here kind of thinking to myself, I don't want to be younger. I don't want to go back there. I, I, I just perhaps want us ladies of a certain age to own this stage of our lives a bit better to own it and yeah and I think just because men and there's a scientific reason for this and I can't remember what it is but I heard it on something that men do age better than women you know like obviously it's how they look or how they they look Mm. no how they look 
So I think they don't lose as much collagen, maybe, or they, you know, um. or something. But also, they. I mean, look at take somebody like George Clooney, who's like oh, wow. you know. Yes, I mean please. he's gorgeous anyway, but he has. I don't know. They just seem to grow into their aging faces much. They're, Duncan I guess, definitely is. Yeah, definitely. He's not losing his hair, which I think does help. Well, Andy is losing his hair a little bit at the back, but he's going a bit silver. He's going a bit grey, but he's ten years younger than me. But he is aging really well, and he will. You know, he is extremely handsome and one could and they get more handsome as they get more silver and they get mm. I think the cragginess the jowliness I guess men can carry that off a lot better than women mm. those jowl you know when you get when when your skin starts to loosen slightly around your jawline just looks better on a guy I guess maybe yeah. they, they have stronger jawlines don't they anyway I'm digressing again but yeah so I'm working on not feeling as invisible good you know I sometimes look in the mirror and think oh you look all right. I look all right today. <laughs> I've done all right there. Well, that's my list done. Is that your list? That's my list done. Wow. Yeah. Let me just have a look at mine now. Oh, it says here, why aren't more high-profile women talking about it? And then it says, because it's dry. Yeah. But it's not. That's what we want to do. We want to, like, I think... And that's not actually already changed in the last six months. It feels like 2020, a although it was a months, shitty yeah. year. I do hear more people talking about perimenopause and mm. menopause and hormones and ageing and ageing gracefully. Definitely. And, and disgracefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, we can do that. That too. Um, so it's getting there. But can I just say that there are... I have got friends who seem to be a little bit in denial about it. Mm. and they And people do think... It's not something they want to talk about. It's not something. Are these media friends, Sarah, or are they a bit of both, really? But it's. I just. I don't. It. Nobody wants to be defined by the menopause or by the fact they're menopausal, and we're not saying that. We're just saying that it should be something that's in common parlance. Yeah, totally. And also that. I mean, I actually feel for high-profile women in the media because I suppose mm. you do one interview where you ma- might mention that that mm. stage is fast approaching and then you could end up being the poster girl for yeah. hot flushes, dry yeah. fannies. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't, and nobody wants that. I don't want that. We don't want that. What we want to do, I don't want to make it, we don't want to make it trendy either, do we? No. We just want to make just it Just want to make it normal. normal. Let's just talk about it. Let's just use terms that... You know, everybody can use easily and for it to be part of normal life. I think we've all struggled in situations where at meetings, for example, you know, you, you know you may be struggling. You may, you may for example, have... I, I don't know how far I should go into this, Sarah, but... So, for example, I've been in a meeting where I flooded and I've known halfway through the meeting that I've got to somehow leave, hoping that I haven't done anything on the chair, uh-huh. get out, sort myself out, spend the rest of the day potentially in these clothes <gasps> and not that's tell anybody about it. Yeah, and that's happened throughout my whole life. And, you know, you get better at dealing with it. But to be honest, sometimes it still happens now. And I don't think it's that unusual. And I, I don't feel like I should be saying, you know, shouting in the middle of no, wherever. But wouldn't it be nice if you could stand up in a meeting and go, fuck, I've I don't know whether go. I've just leaked or just like, is it, you know, right. me, me and my friend Gina have the most open relationship. Right. We basically like, ha- we, we will happily remove tampons in front of each, if we have to. We right. don't choose to, but yes. if we have to. <laughs> and she will just, she will turn her back and go, oh my God, have I leaked through my jeans? And she'll and show, show you. you know, that's, it, I so want that's, to- a, that's a good like friend yeah. thing to do and you wouldn't expect to do that in a work or in a bar or in a pub but it would be nice to be able to just explain why you're leaving the room without feeling awkward well so I put to you if you're in a pub and you saw a girl 
Oh, t- 100%. Would you tell her? Would 100%. you take her on one side and say, yes. maybe you can get yourself Yes, because I do it about all sorts of things. I will tell people. Oh, well, all I, sorts I, I of try things. to tell if people have boogers. Oh, I, 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 if you ever have a, you will know because I will be vomiting into the nearest thing. <laughs> I can't no, even I say tell to people, people, I think you've got a bit of dust or something on your nose. Oh. But you know what we do want from, that? from this menopause? Oh, yes. We want some interaction. We do. We want to hear from people. Cause, so I've talked about my sticky, itchy ears, which Sarah That's doesn't believe. So and weird. I know there's going to be I loads know. of people who've all got this. And you just need to get in contact to back me up, please. Still thinking. Shall I give our bogle, um, you bogler? Our social um, media. Yeah, I think you should because we've got we've got the socials. So on Facebook, we're Irregular Bitches. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, we are The Irregular Bitches. Uh-huh. And we then are. we have... We are. And then our, our email address is irregularbsbaby at gmail.com. So I would like all of the people with sticky ears, if you could all get in contact to back me up with Sarah. Fucking and weirdos. then uh, Fucking weirdos. <laughs> nobody will ever subscribe to our podcast. I think we're nuts. Um... So that's what our social media is. Oh, and can I just say that Louise thought that our email address was really rubbish until I pointed out that BS is short for bullshit. So it's basically it. irregular bullshit, bullshit baby. baby. Irregular BS baby. At Gmail, isn't it? It was hard to get an email address. I couldn't get one with bitches in it. Wouldn't let me. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, we we have to asterisk the I. We do. For, which is fine for by Americans. me. Yeah. I don't mind. No, we don't, I don't mind that at all. Uh, but we do want you to get you guys to get involved because my favourite podcasts all have public, you know, the, the audience co- yeah. content because you guys are hilarious. There's two things that we want: um, the the fun stuff first, yeah. yeah uh, which is now, which one should we do first? That should we do hormonal horror stories, which is when things have gone horribly wrong when you've been off your tits on hormones, mm. or Menno moments, which is the light-hearted. I left my keys in the fridge stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think just... we do. The, we do the the, the, the ugly first. Ugly yeah? first, and then and then end on high. Yeah, yeah. So we want your hormonal horror stories. Have you got one, Lou? I don't know if I have got one. Not that I can think of off the top I've of got my head. Fucking hundreds. Go on, you crack on, and I'll see if I can think really? of one. I don't, I but, do, my, but, but it's so okay. Anything. So hormonal horror stories are when you know that you've behaved in a way that's completely out of character, that's impacted. Oh yes, on your life in perhaps <laughs> a, a non-positive way, and it's basically because of hormones. Now, there's two things. I've definitely, as I mentioned earlier, shagged some very unsuitable men because I have basically my, you know, body going back to when we were cave dwellers was saying impregnate me yeah. and I have made some shocking romantic decisions around day 14 and woken up and gone what the actual have you will- been proud of any of them <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to know are there um, any that you go ah well done me oh yeah <laughs> I won't name any names oh Sarah that's well I'm we not want. on the podcast yeah I, do, I, I, t- I happily tell people in DMs yeah okay there we go Sarah there will go. DM you Slide her top three shags <laughs> on day 14 <laughs> on day 14 <laughs> well they don't have to do anything do they on day 14 you just go <laughs> walk past the end of the room and walk past the end of the bed and a girl mid-cycle will come <laughs> I'm, I'm not wrong am I you know those hormones it's just like shag me get me pregnant that's what they're doing anyway so that was the first thing but the other thing which is slightly darker is um, uh, at um, a party when I knew I was premenstrual and it was a showbiz party and I was made to feel 
well and truly like the D-lister that I kind of was. Mm. Um, But nobody wants that shit pointed out to them. There was many, many more famous people there than me and um, a magazine covering it and a lady with a clipboard with all the important people's names on that clipboard and my name wasn't on that clipboard. It was sort of a case of, we need that A-lister, we need that A-lister, we don't need UK word, we need that A-lister. And it was horrible. So I cried in the toilets about that. And then I um, got drunk... um, snog somebody unsuitable and then and basically just was the embarrassing drunk at the party and uh, that uh, friendships were ruined mm. unfortunately my I, my life actually if there's a fulcrum moment that might have been it um, because my life really changed that day it was like it was very very much uh, my waning TV career went underneath a microscope and, mm. and 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 I evaluated and was evaluated and and my life changed and I now realize that all things happen for a reason so I've I have mourned it and moved on but mm. certain relationships never recovered after that day and, and that was think, directly yeah. because if I had not been premenstrual mm. and off my tits on hormones mm. I would have been Okay. More measured. And also drinking, you see, drinking. Oh, drinking when yeah. you're premenstrual or, or first day of your period. Horrendous. <gasps> I mean, the, th- the white wine witch. Yeah. She definitely comes out to play. Yeah. So, yes, that's my hormonal horror story. Have you got one? I've got one. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah, it, well, it's a couple of years ago now. But I have been known, Sarah, to go storming upstairs because I couldn't find my son Johnny's spare pair of school trousers. It was half past ten at night. He was fast asleep. And I thought it was perfectly reasonable to go upstairs, wake him up. Did you wake him up? I woke him up. I said, so it's probably later than half ten. Anyway, um, Johnny, what have you done with your spare pair of school trousers? And he looked at me. And by then, Duncan had followed me up the stairs to find out what was going on. So he Did you was march looking upstairs at me. Then? Oh, I was literally like, what have Were you, you like done with your trousers? Banshee? What have you done with your trousers? Really? No, not that bad. I've exaggerated, but uh, you know, it was it, it was. Why pre- did he need his bad. spare school trousers? Because he'd played football in his other school trousers, and so they were covered in mud. And I'd done the whole, you know, when you rub the, with, the, yeah. with the cloth. No, no, he needed his other pair of school trousers uh, because it was important to me in that moment, Sarah. So it couldn't have waited till the morning. <laughs> no, seemingly not. <laughs> so Johnny gives me a look, and Duncan gives me a look, and it gives me a chance to to check in with myself and think. Am I being unreasonable? And there are certain per- certain moments where I think to myself, yes, I'm being perfectly reasonable. It's perfectly reasonable for me to wake my son up. Perfectly reasonable for him to tell me that he doesn't know where his school trousers are. And frankly, I don't give a shit what other people think in that moment. <gasps> but And you know what makes that all the worse is that it was your son, not your daughter. Because your daughter mm. might have eye-rolled and gone, Mum, uh, stop being a maniac. Yeah, but yeah. Johnny will have yeah. just been like, she's insane. Yeah, and and that's the oh. look that I'm given. Um, and sometimes, sometimes I can rein myself in and think, oh, hang on. Uh, yeah, no, this isn't reasonable behaviour. And other times I don't care. And in He's, this moment, yeah. I didn't care. And I was definitely hormonal. And I lo- I mean, I have whole days, really, where I just feel out of sorts mm. and do feel like I want to fight everybody. Yeah. And, you know, Duncan will say, I'm a bit worried about you, which makes me just want to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, right? Is <laughs> that? So, yeah, that's that's a good hormone yeah. story. And we want to hear yours. We want to hear your crazy school trouser moments. Yeah. 
and the things you've done when you've been off your tits on estrogen. And you'll make us feel better about ourselves. God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still cringe when I think about that day. It's just, when, you know, when you're like, oh, God. And you just wonder what people's perceptions of you. This was donkeys years ago. But mm. you just wonder what people's perceptions of you are since that time. <gasps> I'm not that person anymore. Well, for a start, I'm not off my tits on estrogen that much anymore, which is really great. <laughs> um, right, so that so is... So we want hormone horror stories, yeah, don't they, we? Yeah, those are the hormonal horror stories. That's perhaps, the, you know, the embarrassing... The, the, not the light-hearted stuff. So it can be gross. We don't mm. mind a bit of gross. Oh, no, it can be gross. embarrassing. Um, it can be uh, damn right life-changing. We want to hear those. And then the other things are... Um, Zoe Ball talks about these all the time on the radio mm. and I love her for it. Menno moments. She mm. calls them menno moments. Like if she Brilliant. cocks something up or presses the wrong button or something, she'll go, oh, God, sorry, menno moment. Brilliant. Wonderful for blaming everything on, really. Love moment. it, yes. But I have genuinely taken the milk and put it by the front door and put my keys in the fridge and done weird stuff like sometimes yeah. Andy will check the freezer if I'm looking if you've for lost stuff. something yeah because <laughs> he knows yeah. what I'm like yeah <laughs> so we are going to be it's not just hormones although that's what we've dwelt on a little bit today and for the next few weeks it's just yeah irregular bitches navigating midlife that's yeah. what it is it is time for us to say goodbye and thank you very much for joining us Irregular Bitches is a Factory Originals production and we have been Sarah Kaywood and Louise Mitchell can I tell you my joke yes go for it <laughs> how do you make a hormone I don't know how do you make a hormone don't pay her <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, until next time, stay cool, bitches. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.